Welcome everyone. We have our probably coolest guest that we had so far. I'm a little jealous. I wish I could pull out some skinny jeans like he does. <laughs> our guest today is Wilson Lemieux. Wilson, thank you for being here with us. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Wilson tells stories. He helps people like myself, small startup companies, or even big companies or economic development corporations tell the story of what we're trying to do. And really as an entrepreneur, that's the best way to grow, telling a cool story. And today we're going to listen to his story it started in Wellington, but before we get started, we like to ask some fun questions so we can get to know you first. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. If you were a coffee drink, what would your coffee drink name be? Um, so this is actually a funny story. Um, when Palace Coffee opened up, and I guess it was 2012, 2011, somewhere around there, I went all the time. And this was back when I was like a single young college kid, and uh, I would talk to any girl that, that would listen to me. And um, there was a particular drink that uh, Patrick Burns had come up and the people at the first Palace Coffee in Canyon had come up with. And it was actually called, um, oh, what's his name? Um, what's his name? Uh, he was a super, like, he's, he's known as a ladies' man. Um, way, way, way. Uh, no, not the Rico Suave. Uh, I can't remember the name. But anyway, it was originally named after... Um, this famous like romance guy mm-hmm. and they actually named it the Wilson The Wilson. and um, it was basically a shot of chai, a shot of espresso, espresso and, and cream on top. So sweet at the first glance, but it's a, it's a manly drink. And so that was something that was really cool when I was young and really finding myself was just to be able to find a community that really like took me in yeah. and um, rooted me on and, and could make fun of me in good faith. And so that actually, actually was the drink. It was, uh, I can't remember the name. It started with the C, but sweet, bummer. but manly, man, sweet, but manly. Well, That's shout right. out real quick to palace coffee shop. Their local coffee joint won national award. You spend all the time there when you were younger. I spend all the time there when I'm young and single right now and still trying to hire all the ladies. I might not be as smooth as you because I don't get a, a drink name after me. Oh, well, I was not smooth, man. It was by the grace of God that I that I found hey, it worked, man. You married. Me, Somehow so. it worked. All right, next question is, if you could travel anywhere in the world for one week, don't have to worry about anything, where would you go? Oh, man, there's so many cool places. And, like, really, there's a guy that did this video called The Watchtower of Turkey. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like, if I could make my work look like this, guys, I would. But he went to Turkey and completely just made it look amazing. And so, like, I've been to – I've been to – you know, Colorado and, and California, like Tahoe and Phoenix, Arizona and New York and, and Florida and Austin and all these places. But I think that if I could really go somewhere, the first thing that comes to mind is like London, England. I'd love to go see that city with all the history that's in it. Um, I think that would be super cool. All right. Let's make it happen one of these days. So anybody from London, you need a video? All right, our boy. <laughs> Little meat company. And final question. If you were a pizza topping, what would you be? Oh, um, meat lovers. Why is that? Oh, my gosh. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Your face, dude. <laughs> well, I'm a huge... Like, I mean, I love... Like, I can remember when Pizza Hut introduced the meat lovers pizza. It's just so good, right? Yeah. Um, plus, like, if, if I can grill a steak, I'll grill a steak every day of the week. Um, bacon, all that. It's just so good. So meat lovers Not so good for the heart, but good for the soul. Hey, that's what matters the most, right? 
This is young, passionate, and distracted. Praise God for coffee. Leaders in the making. It's passionate, it's strong, but it's also smooth. I got lots of questions. You have to have a backup plan. World-changing professionals tell their stories on how they stay on track in a world filled with distractions. You don't want it to be a crutch. The day that we live in is we have Facebook, we have Twitter, Instagram. You're not alone. There are people willing to help and resources available. We will help you find them. All right, now, Wilson, tell us something about you. I gave the small introduction that you help tell stories, really tell people what you do and the amazing work that you've been doing, man. And so Lemieux Company started about a year and seven, six months ago. And um, our whole mantra is uh, better content, better stories. Let's build better content and tell better stories for our clients. And so Lemieux roughly translated from French means the better. And so I wanted to bring something in terms of storytelling, visual content to Amarillo that I didn't feel like I'd seen and that I didn't feel like was really representing businesses the best way here in town. Really, it just started off with I wanted to be able to tell great stories. And I mean, if you look at research, you look at, I mean, there's a blog a day that comes out that just talks about how, you know, narrative filmmaking as it pertains to advertising is the new way to go. I mean, every time you turn around, there's an award that's being won for some some client somewhere. And the reason that it wins is because of the kind of stories that you can tell. I believe that every video that we make should do at least a very minimum three things. That's evoke emotion, provoke action, and leave an impression. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to make people feel? What's the purpose behind the content that we create? What is it supposed to get them to do? And for our clients, this is the biggest thing. How do we generate a return on investment? Um, how do we drive action to either supporting a cause, making a purchase, acknowledging the brand, those kind of things? And so really, Lemieux Company was started to be able to bring that storytelling aspect in a way that really makes sense and is really tangible and creative to Amarillo. And um, we've seen some success and it's been a lot of fun oh, so man. far. Success comes with the hard work. As we see, we follow you on social media. Success comes with great quality videos and they're pretty cool. But this is a passion. Obviously, you're passionate about telling this story and you just told us a story of Lemieux Company. We want to hear the story of you. So what, what happened? From what I know, Wellington, Texas, basketball. Yeah. So let's start there. Um, you know, I grew up in a small town, and um, we didn't have much growing up. Like, um, you know, I had a mom that worked as hard as she can, and a dad that did what he could. And I was always taught, you know, two things: work hard and be good to people. And you know, I have a grandfather that passed away. The week he passed away, he uh, he was feeding his cattle. He's a rancher, and um, I have another grandfather that this is one of the best stories ever. His mother had passed away when he was a little boy. And so his dad remarried a woman and, um, this woman would, uh, beat him and abuse him and, and send him out to bring boats to shore. He lived in a, in a small town in the Florida panhandle called Port St. Joe. And so, I mean, dead of winter, he'd go walk out in the bay and drag boats to shore for a nickel a boat. And, um, when he'd come home, his stepmother would beat him and, take his money away from him, but he'd save two nickels every week. And he and his younger sister would go buy a can of English peas and go hide in, in the woods in Port St. Joe and uh, eat these English peas. 
And so um, there's just this huge history in my family on both sides of just, I mean, you're, you're talking about men that grew up through the Great Depression that honestly never had much. And so all they really knew to do was just work hard to try to make a living for their families. And so uh, my parents had always stressed to me that to work hard and to always be good to people because it'll yield good results. And that's just what we're called to do. And so uh, I got my first job when I was 15 years old. And I loved it. Fell in love. I was so proud of the opportunity to be able to work, right? So proud of the opportunity to be able to create or just to do things for somebody to earn a paycheck. That was like one of the proudest moments of my life. And that spilled over into everything. I wasn't good at sports, but I worked hard, right? And so I can remember I was a sophomore in high school. And granted, this is a 1A school. So this should tell you how bad I am at sports. So just people that don't know in Texas, we represent the size of the school by 1A, 2A, 3A. So 1A really is the smallest you can get. Mm -hmm. So how big was your graduating class? 47. And we were actually huge. And so uh, I was dating the head coach's daughter at the time. And I thought, surely, I mean, I eat dinner over at the house all the time. He knows me. He'll surely, he'll let me, you know, on the team. Well, day one, I'm dribbling and shooting and, and missing everything. Can't control the ball, but I'm running, working hard all the time. Day two, same song, different verse, right? So, I mean, we're, I'm out there doing everything that I can. And coach sits me down and he says, Wilson, he looks at me right in the eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, Wilson, and I know what's coming. So I'm like fighting back tears. Wilson, you've got a lot of heart. Yeah. Now, if I could put that heart in an athlete, we'd have one hell of a basketball player. Um, and so he cut me from the team, but he asked me if I wanted to film the games. And so the very first time I'd ever touched a camera was because I got cut from the basketball team. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was literally one of the best things that ever happened to me because I I didn't know that I really liked video then, but I got familiar with it. And it was fun. And yeah. I can remember being in the fourth grade and I was so upset, but I got most creative in my fourth grade class. And I was like crying, embarrassed. Because in, in a small town, creativity isn't necessarily something that's celebrated, right? And I was so embarrassed, but my mom has it on video. And she said, Wilson, why are you crying? You're going to end up being like Steven Spielberg one day. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, you know, 20 some odd years later, almost, well, I guess 17 or so years, almost, I'm uh, making videos. <laughs> so yeah, It worked out. You know, it's amazing. And it's, I love that story that, you know, you were working hard. So he saw that and you touched the camera, even though it wasn't what you thought you were going to do. And I didn't know you dated the coaches. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I dated old Kyla Webb was her name. Coach Webb was uh, the basketball coach. He actually coached at Canyon for a long time before he came to uh, Wellington. So well, maybe that coffee drink was well well lame <laughs> after you after all. All right, well, you mentioned you're, you you had your business for over a year now. When, I, when you started, your wife was pregnant. Mm-hmm. You just moved. You had a lot going on. So tell us about that or how is it that you use that to motivate you to succeed or so I'm a firm believer that if you put yourself in positions to where you it's it it's bad in terms of failing in terms of like you don't know how you're going to eat if you fail you're pushed to succeed a lot more. Plus this is a dream that I've had since I was about 20 years old. And so really my wife was pregnant, my kid need my son needed school clothes, we were about to have a daughter and we had $600 in the bank. And um it is nerve-wracking, but I'm so so thankful that I had a wife that supported me, mm-hmm. that allowed me to take that risk. Because if 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 I would have failed, dude, we probably would have lost our house, would have lost our car. You know, a lot of people, including, I mean, in the back of my mind, is like this this might last two months, maybe, 
But I had we had six hundred dollars in the account, and I had one lead, and we wouldn't close that lead. And um, if it wouldn't have been for uh, the help of my good friend Taylor Wellborn, like a lot of that, I mean, I would have, I probably would have failed just because I didn't understand everything that goes into making a business. So, right? so mentioning those that you probably would have failed, and you mentioned Taylor Wellborn, amazing guy, and people that are always willing to help us, right? As young entrepreneurs, there's always people out there willing to help us. Was there ever a point where you really thought to yourself? Oh, the sheep is going down. Yeah. Like, is there something that comes to mind right away? Yeah, man. It was a really hard Christmas last year. So we had that that quote-unquote blizzard where it got down to like zero degrees. And I hadn't been paid. I hadn't got a paycheck or anything like that for um, probably a month or so. Yeah. And um, I hadn't learned how to manage my money correctly. And um, honestly, we could pay our – we paid – our house payment, we paid our car payment, but we couldn't pay any of our bills for the month of January or December. Mm-hmm. And the heat broke in the house, couldn't afford to fix it. Um, we had to go stay with my mother-in-law over Christmas break, over like two or three days during the holiday when it snowed really, really bad. And so it was like, I was like, is this worth it? Is this worth it to be in this position? Heather's like big pregnant by this time. I mean, the baby was due and was going to come in two months, month and a half, honestly. And so... That was really the the realest it got. I knew I had money coming in. I knew that I had things scheduled, ready to go work, but I didn't have any money. And I, I found out the hard way that really by the end of Thanksgiving until January 1st, a lot of people don't want to talk about paying bills. They want to talk about being with their family, right? They want to talk about, they don't care about the video so much at that point as they might in maybe like, you know, January 1st or March or something like that. And so that was probably the hardest time on me as somebody who who takes it upon himself to, to take care of his family, right? To bring home the money to keep us fed and keep us warm and keep us clothed and all those kind of things. And, and that was the last, I mean, the only time that I thought, man, if something doesn't change, I can't do this too much longer. But uh, lo and behold, 2016 was a good year for us, and um, we really sort of, you know, broke through that barrier. You know, I think it, I think that it's 90% of businesses fail within their first year. First year, sir. And so, um, I mean, we we were very very close to being part of that. 90%. 90%. And so, um, again, that falls back to how thankful I am that my wife had, uh, you know, supported me. She never she never lost her cool. And me, Heather's like usually the, the pretty calm one. And then me, very type A, very, I mean, bang, 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 bang. Uh, when it comes to like, okay, something's got to change. We've got to fix it right now. And Heather was just cool the whole time being eight months pregnant, dude. Like it was, it's the most amazing thing. I thank God for, for her because um, if it weren't for her, and this is a day-to-day thing, there would be, I mean, I wouldn't be who I am without her, let alone having a business. And from what I understand, uh, she has some small business as well now. She's yeah. So uh, Heather is an amazing seamstress, right? And so she she makes like all organic baby toys. She does, I mean, everything from the wooden ring to the fabric that goes on it. She's starting to make uh, bonnets, which is really cool. And then um, baby bloomers. She actually just made a, uh, a breastfeeding cover for one of the ladies in our community group. And so Heather, Heather's been doing that for about four or five months now. And it's, it's a lot of fun, right? It's a lot of fun to be able to start these kind of things and have a good time with them. You know, we've got friends in the creative community that can give us a really good brand, a good logo, and my background's in marketing. So it's just a lot of fun to be able to do those kind of things. So on, on those things, you just showed me your logo today and it's really cool. You have 
a turtle that you use as a as a logo sometimes. Is there a reason for a turtle? You also so have the, the, the tortoise. The tortoise is like a uh, a secondary kind of image. Uh, I played with making it the logo for a lot of for a lot of things, but it really it's more of a message to me and the backstory of the Mew Company rather yeah. than being a representation of what we can bring to the table. And so the reason we didn't use the tortoise is because the Mew Company makes high quality videos. We make them fast. And so the tortoise wouldn't necessarily be the best message to send to clients right off the bat. And so, uh, but really what that tortoise represents is my dad. And I was um, very young, right? And and being, I guess, you know, you see quotes all the time that what makes you different sets you apart, right? But I didn't, you don't feel that when you're younger, right? You just feel like I'm different than all these kids. And, you know, I might not have as much as these other kids. You know, I can remember seeing kids get brand new trucks in high school and being like, why can't that be me? And looking back, that's the best thing my parents ever did for me was not get me those things, yes. right? Um, and two, they couldn't afford it. And, uh, but also they wouldn't do it if they could. And so really I can just remember being like, you know, my dad to sit me down one day and he said, son, I've got five boys. And, uh, he looked at me in the eye and he said, you're going to be the one that does something that surprises all of us. He called me his surprise child. I think all five of them were surprises, but I mean, he called me, he called, he called me the, uh, the surprise. Uh, that I was going to do something that was going to surprise everybody. But he said, you know, Wilson, you got to work slow and steady, partner. Work hard, not careless. And so that tortoise represents my dad mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and represents the kind of the heritage that I come from in terms of men and, and women that, that have, you know, worked slow and steady their whole life to make something happen. And Lemieux Company's been around for a year and a half, man. But I've been, I've been making videos and trying to make things happen for the past, you know, six, seven years. And so that is a daily reminder to me that no matter where we're at, we have to look back at where we've come from and we have to keep an eye on the future mm-hmm. and to enjoy that time, but to always work hard. Don't be silly. Don't be stupid. Keep doing what has made us successful. And that's turning out good videos and doing it in a way that we allow the community to take part of it, to see it and to celebrate it. And so that tortoise, that's what that represents. I think it's, it's great that you have something that tells you something and goes back to your to your nature and to your roots because it keeps you motivating. Now, if there was something, is there something you would tell Wilson Lemieux when you first started? So I was 20 years old when we started Lemieux Company, right? And I learned a valuable lesson there. One, I had no idea how to run a business. Two, I had almost zero skill set by then. And three, I did it with a bunch of my buddies. And they're all they're all still good friends, but I learned a lesson to not work with your buddies. <laughs> That's a good point. There. I really like the fact that I kind of have creative control over whatever gets made under the Lemieux Company name, right? I love being able to guide that and to have a big part in that. That doesn't mean that I'm not open to suggestions and I don't know how to listen, but it does mean that like I feel confident in, in my ability to be able to drive the content that we create. But really... I'm, I don't know if I'd say anything different. So I'll learn you know, experience. I'd go back and say, man, you're, you're going to make this happen for yourself. You know, I've been able to accomplish a lot of the goals that I've created for myself over the past seven years since I was in college at WT. And I'd go back and just say, hey, it's tough today, but just keep digging, right? Keep on moving. Grit your teeth. Flex on them. Go do what you got to do and take it. Take it. Take everything and then make lemonade out of it. I've been able to... I've been dealt some bad lemons in my life, my whole life since I was little. There have been some bad lemons, but we've been able to make some badass lemonade out of it. That's what you would tell Wilson Lemieux. 
What's something you would tell to the listeners, people that want to follow their passions or want to follow their dreams? What's something you would tell them? Do it. Do it? Do it. Do it now. Okay. Do it now because one of these days you're going to wake up and you're going to be 35 and you're going to think, what the hell happened? Right? But at the same time, this isn't peachy keen. This isn't something that's, and you know this, Alejandro, mm-hmm. you've slept on a couch for I don't know how long and you're you're working your way up and you've been able to do amazing things since I've known you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that do it. Do it with all your heart. Fail fast. Find find a way to make it work. But know that if you want to if you want to do this, you have to suffer for it. You know, people talk all the time about suffering for your art, and to a certain extent, that's what I do. But you've got to suffer for your business. You've got to suffer for it because it's going to make you stronger. And right now, and you're if you're if you're 20 years old or if you're 40 years old, do it. Okay, just do it. And if you fail. The sun's going to rise, and those that love you are still going to love you. But when when I started, it was probably counterintuitive because we're pregnant. I had a good job, great benefits. I mean, it's, it's a great job. And this company's growing. I mean, they went from $25 million to $35 million in one year. Like, they're a huge company. And I was doing a good job working with good friends. But um, there was something in me that said, you know, you you should be doing you, mm-hmm. you know. And I would, I'd, if I had never done that, like in today, I, I don't think I'd be as happy as I could be. And so if you've got the bug, if you've got what you think can make it happen, do it. Make it happen. Perfect. Now, one last question, and it just happened to me and it's been happening, is there's so many things going around. You know, there's so many distractions. You mentioned your friends. You know, you got to trickle down. Sometimes your friends are going to distract you. Mm-hmm. Even if you're working with them, it could be a bigger distraction. Right. Following with social media, all these things. What do you do to avoid all distractions so you could do it, so you can follow that dream and that passion? You know, that's a tricky question because sometimes it's good to have those distractions, especially in the creative process. When I When it's time to work, it's time to work. When it's time to be home, it's time to be home. And I struggle with it, man. Especially being a dad, one of my goals this year is to be a more present father for my kids, being a more present husband for my wife. And it's just self-discipline, right? Self-control, knowing that, look, you, you've got X amount of hours in the day. You better squeeze all you can out of those hours because you're not ever going to get them back, ever. You know, we can spend money and make money. I can make a video every day if I had to. I can't, I, when time's gone, it's gone. And so that's one of the hard things that I've, I've had to learn is, you know, I told you about how last Christmas was super hard for us and I had two days off and I couldn't really enjoy it because I was sick to my stomach because I didn't know how we were going to pay our bills. And so I had to get back to the office and find a way to get the money. This year we had some more financial security, but I worked from literally the entire month of November and then two weeks into December where it was like 11 hour days every single day. And my kids didn't see me. My wife didn't hardly see me. I come home, I'd be grumpy. And so, like, there's there's a cost to those things. And figuring out how to better manage your time, better manage your money, has been one of the hardest things that I've had to learn. And I've had to learn it the hard way. Mm-hmm. But now it's just you know, there's someone told me one time the best way to be successful is to stay constant, stay focused. And in those eight hours, I have to stay focused and to stay constant. I get it done. And get shit done. Get you it know done. What I mean? That's right. All right. Now, well, let's finish up. One final thing. What's one line comment that you would tell listeners so you can inspire them a little longer? Man, that's, you put me on the spot there, dude. Slow and steady, partner. Slow Work hard, steady. not careless. It's a huge quote. It's what, four, four words, but it's pretty amazing if you think about it. Well, everybody, this is Wilson Lemieux. 
He's here from Amarillo. Well, he works out of Amarillo, Texas, from Wellington, Texas. Great work. Amazing job. If you want to check out his work, go to our website. Go check out this podcast. We'll have a link to his website and some of his images and his super cool stuff. Thank you, everyone. And Wilson, thank you for being here with us. Thank you guys for having me.